Hello, everyone. This is Adam West. Uh, maybe you're thrilled to buy adventures, right, on Batman there? Hmm? My secret true identity, Bruce Wayne, millionaire philanthropist. Anyway, I'm glad to talk to you all and have the privilege of doing the following. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Suicide. Shut up, man. I have an idea now. What name 
just hope this man realizes that being able to communicate with people all over the world carries a serious responsibility. Come on, baby. Show the man your power, big. Blast him! Give him some of that tone! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the radio audience. Very auspicious beginning. Sure, it's a talk show. You know, people phone in and make a beef. Oh, what about Whatever happens to Buggy, that's what you're talking about. Sometimes he agrees with the caller, other times he sets him straight. <laughs> what are you talking about? I was wondering when you were going to call. I know how to talk to people. <laughs> I used to be able to do a really scary laugh, Keith Hartel. I I can work myself up to it if I really need to. If I really needed to scare somebody. What about you? I I think I, I if Whenever I've had a scary laugh, it was unintentional in every case. It just sort of... How, do you, how did you know it was scary? Did other people point it out to you to say, Hey, that's scary, yeah, man. Like, Stop like, laughing like that. Well, just like... No, the, well, the energy in the room changes. Like, because it's not the... It's not that scary, intimidating, scary laugh. It's just like something's wrong with the person laugh. <laughs> But that's still scary to people. Like, it makes people it's uncomfortable. Like, it's an Arthur Fleck laugh. Yeah. Yes, no. Yes. 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 Exactly. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, uh, a few weeks ago, Keith was here. We were talking about uh, Joker. Not the Joker. Joker. Absolutely. As Keith pointed out, it's not the Eagles. It's Eagles. Right. And um, I, I say give the Oscar to Joaquin just for the, the, the variety of laughter. I can't wait till I can sample all the laughs he came up with for that part it was pretty scary well uh, you know there was i i mean there was many laughs but there was definitely the um the contrast between the involuntary laugh when he was under pressure and anxious versus uh, the manufactured laugh to appear to be a regular person that laughs at things that normal people laugh at right and the and the fact that uh, he was able to shade those the way he did. It yes. means give him the Oscar now. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You, and you've been consistent about this for a few weeks now. I guess, I, huh? I, I'm going to start a uh, whisper campaign. Yes, that's true, to give give him the Oscar. But, you know, I don't think they will, and, I'll, and, and I think it's the the uh, the reputation of the film will drag him down, unfortunately. I think he will be tainted, dare I say, you, by, the, by having by the bullshit that surrounds that movie. By starring so. in the highest grossing rated R movie of all time, on par to, um, they're, they're getting Avengers Endgame numbers. Like um, it's the, all the incels, I tell you. Well, it's I, the movie they were waiting for. I think that the new there's going to be like a next wave of opinion of like you know it was just a really good movie and that's why everyone saw it and liked it. I, uh, I if any members of the academy are listening, yeah, and I think I might even know a member of the academy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Separate the man from the film if you can. No, look no at the, but the film. Look at, 
Why throw, you're throwing why, the film why, under the bus? I am throwing, throwing the film, Joker under the bus. I am throwing the film under the bus and, and, because and that's I not feel fair. like not will, fair. I I I worry that Joaquin they'll uh, th- here's the thought process. Okay, I thought he was really good, but I I I can't vote for that movie. I mean, I if I vote for him, am I am I am I am I signing off on the on the on the film? Hmm. You see? You yeah, see the thought yeah. process there? Well, there's I an, don't like it. There's another side of it too which I think is um deliberately underemphasized. But um did you read or even hear about broad strokes of Michael Moore made a lar- long Facebook post where what he said was everyone in the country should be required to see Joker. This is the case I've been trying to make. This is why I want, you know, progressive candidates. You know, as we know, Michael Moore is back with Sanders. He's backing Sanders. But that's not the point. The point, okay. the point, the point is Michael Moore, most like, you know, like liberal left wing um, advocate, you know, pu- publicist. I, I hear you. I'm still with you. He's I'm saying, hanging in. He's saying you got to see the joke. You got to see Joker because these problems I'm pointing out, if they're not addressed, this thing, face this nightmare, face this nightmare. And one of the things that I admired in the way he wrote it was I think that um, the way that the violence is cathartic. He 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 mentioned like like this is an uncomfortable fact. Like mm-hmm. when, when certain things like when certain outbreaks of violence happens, it feels very cathartic. And it's funny because it is actually reminiscent of if the times that he was in um, talking to rooms full of Trump voters and he's like and he was saying, you know what? And you went in the voting booth and then you just pulled that Trump lever and you were like, fuck you. And that felt great. Um, that was an uncomfortable thing to it, like, like, or, you know, just to say, like, I relate to that impulse, but he, he kind of had the same thing about the, about Joker, like a little bit of where it, if, if you were able to make any kind of correct, bad rap about it, it would be the, the thing that the violent, the, the, the violence is cathartic and thrilling. Yeah, I think uh, that that. I'll I'll uh, I'll go along with that. Sure, it is. I mean, and that's why. I mean, look, what are before we get into the upside down update? By the way, the show tonight, hell in a handbasket, right? We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the current news, uh, Halloween, Tesla versus Edison, and I guess now we're going to talk a little bit about this as well uh, and violence because you were talking about it last night. The wife and I, Sweet Tea and I, went to see. Uh, why'd you do it? And how did nice. that guy introduce introduce it? He introduced it as why'd you? Oh, why? Why? What did he? What did he say? You was, know what? It's funny. He said, "I think he said, why do you do it? Why do you do it?'" And That's it's what he one said. word wrong. <laughs> and um, the funny thing is, is is that a lot of times when they say he misspoke, they're really covering up for some some one that didn't know some shit, but. In this case, you know, he he misspoke, and it was funny because that one word wrong, almost meaning the exact same thing, but that's still... Well, if it we're was being funny, fair, funny. Keith Hartel, by yes. the way, the number here is 760-ICALL-AV, 760-422-5528. It's Aerial View on the HoundMYC.com with me, Chris T., and Keith Hartel. The contraction mm. would be, why did, right? And right. So why did you do it? Right. It's not... 
why do you do it? It's well, different. Now right? he, but I, it's yeah. close. I could see where someone who would be reading that would say, why do you do it? But yeah. that's And that's not the reason why he would have made the mistake, though, because um, he he's the sound and light man every week. Like... He's in. He's in that show as much as everyone in the show is in the show. In okay. a sense, all right. Know, so the thing is, Tammy at the end, or Marianne, if we're to refer to her character. But so and you know, so why do why do we do it? Is the words that she says like, and that's before you. Oh no, I don't want to give any spoilers. But don't give but, any spoilers. But she it's does an excellent show. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, but she does end up saying, "So why do we do it?" and he's heard that line as actually, you know, delivered almost the title, but it's the real message or whatever. Yeah. So that's why you make the mistake, because I would make that mistake, because I'm not used to knowing what the thing is called. Well, let's plug the last one, which is probably sold out already, so I'm not even sure why we would plug it, but last night the Mrs. and I, Sweet Tea, as I call her here, uh, truck drivers actually gave her that name, believe it or not, when I was on the trucking channel, and she... Joined me at one point. They they dubbed her Sweet Tea, so it's kind of stuck. And uh, last night we ventured out to 178 Second Avenue between 12th and 11th Street in Manhattan, and uh, you know we did the uh, taxi ride over from the ferry terminal. And it's it's always odd for me being in Manhattan again. I used to be there every day, you know, yeah. when I was working regularly at uh, Rockefeller Center in Rockefeller Center. But now it's a rarity to go in because I always think, like, when when is the next attack and where is it going to happen and who's going to get blown up? Could be me. I mean, every day when I would go to work, that's what I, you know, it was in the back of my mind was one of these Elmos is going to emerge from the subway and blow everybody up. He's got some kind of weird explosive belt on and who would ever know it because he comes out of the subway already dressed as Elmo. So who would know? Or the Cookie Monster or any one of those people who walked around Times Square <laughs> everywhere. So, uh, but you know, last night on the cab ride over, I remember seeing like all these businesses, fancy upscale businesses. And mm-hmm. I just thought there isn't a part of Manhattan anymore that isn't upscale. Like it's all upscale yeah. now, right there. Where's the yeah. downscale, Keith uh, Martell? Um, Where is the downscale? You'd be I'm lucky asking. if you could find it in Queens, the Bronx, the Bronx, the where, Bronx, where everyone you've heard about Staten the, Island. Have you heard about the new thing where there's a big problem in the Bronx because where Joker does his um, down the staircase in the ghetto? Oh, it's in the Bronx. Yeah, Ooh. and that's where those staircases are. So the new thing is is like it's like Cake Boss was in Hoboken. Right, tourists just line up there and they just take pictures of each other in the steps. And the Bronx people are pissed. And then AOC gets to like you know say wisdom about it because you know what, what wisdom did she share about it? What, uh, you know, wisdom I, I'm pr- about steps. No, I, I have can't to, wait to hear well, this. I have to preface it. I have yes. to give the disclaimers. Like basically, like I'm on AOC's side in general in the big picture but she did like this combination of like you know you cannot appropriate the culture of my bronx and you know she didn't really grow up in the bronx but whatever but like you can't appropriate you know this is this is our thing don't let it be taken it's like no one's trying to take it i shouldn't be answering it while i'm saying it but then and then she throws in a little you know when i was a child i was told this was a place that was dangerous and they like to say how like oh you could get like like mugged up there yes but if you see the pictures of what's going on it, it just looks like the front of cake boss it's just a bunch of people <laughs> they're just like you know like lined up on the stairs and there's a person dressed as a joker and right. someone's taking their picture and it doesn't look threatening to me i w- here's my response yes. if aoc is listening the guy who's dressing up like the joker 
might even be from the Bronx, and he's now making a really good living. Yeah, standing up, doing that stupid dance yeah. down those steps, and and doing his Arthur Fleck for a yes. day. Because he could be in Times Square with 15 other Iron Men yes. and Woody uh, from Toy Story and Buzz Lightyear's and Elmo's and Cookie Monsters and God knows who else I saw walking through Times Square most days. I see but what he, you're instead, saying. he's uptown and he's got no other Jokers on those steps. But here's the thing. That means that Joker, AOC, just like when she was like, Go fuck yourself, Amazon with your... Don't come in here with your stupid jobs. And now it's like Joker, like, steps tourism. She's like... She she rejects Joker tourism from the Bronx. Bronx I, never had a tourism thing. You know, it's hard. Uh, the other day, some uh, people I know actually were talking about going Arthur Avenue. And I thought, you know, I'll go with you. It's been a long time. I haven't uh-huh. been... I had an aunt that lived in the Bronx. My, my Aunt Georgie, uh-huh. uh, one of my favorite people of all time. You know, we would go up to the Bronx. She lived in one of those apartment houses with a thousand apartments in it and you would go in there and go up an elevator tiny little elevator to her apartment and usually around the holidays so the place always smelled of food and it smelled great and i i distinctly remember even as like the age of eight or nine thinking it's way too fucking warm in here like she had no control over the oh, thermostat yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know you'd walk in and it'd be like you'd be baking and because the oven would be going and um, you know, but she she was up there in the Bronx, and and believe me, if my aunt my aunt Georgie worked in the New York public school system for many many years, she was one of those people. She was tough as nails, right? Oh yeah. And uh, she would be like, "Hey, listen, let the guy earn a living." If she was still around, yeah. if she was above ground and hadn't succumbed to emphysema, where apparently you just drown in your own liquids, is yeah. what I heard. It's kind of horrible way to go. But in addition to being a public school teacher, she consumed a lot of cigarettes every day, Aunt Georgie. So, but she, but what is the what is the what is the problem with some guy putting together that outfit and going up and taking pictures with tourists? Why well, is that? Well, a also I mean, I, keep in mind there's a lot of people doing it, and some of them, I think a lot of them are actually women. But um, no, it's 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 this. Um, the the words of the tweet, I guess, is the form it came out in. It's it, it's like no, no the no the Bronx. We will not let this national cult of people who like a movie take away this um, local landmark from you, as if it's an either or thing. You know, as if like no, no the 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 Bronx residents don't get to like. Did you ever feel like you lost? Like your cake boss? No, privileges. I didn't care about cake boss whatsoever. I mean, I um, when I, I lived in Hoboken for almost thirteen years over there on Adams Street between Sixth and Seventh, and I don't think I ever got to Cake Boss. Believe it, or not. I never yeah. went to Cake Boss. And then I heard it was on TV, <clears throat> and sometimes I would see people gathered outside of it and waiting to get in. And I I, I remember someone whispering to me one time, "It's not really that good." There's other, yeah. there's better bakeries in yeah. town, you know, like that thing. And I thought, ooh, the power of television. There, once again, we see the power of TV. TV, well, very powerful thing still. Well, the other, you know, they didn't have that, um, yeah, Jersey Shore appeal or whatever. You know, this. Oh, are those people still around? Dear God. Or they were, I, I, well, Jersey Shore were like right before, but like mm. you know, the stereotype, the Italian uh, Sopranos, maybe we can be blamed for this uh, stereotypical <laughs> Italian, you know, right. Um, yeah, 
stereotypical Italian. Yes, yes. Gindal- New Jersey housewives. I think is what we used to call them. Yes. Was, oh, oh, and uh, Guidos. Guidos and Cajines. Yeah. But um, so you know, you had Jersey Shore, and then um, New Jersey housewives. Cake Boss, and then there was a Jersey Licious, which was based in a, um, I think a like a salon in Hoboken. What? I don't, Jersey I, Licious. I didn't see that one at all. Well, really? you know, Where, who showed that? Was that an MTV no, it, show? No, or? it was a uh, uh, one of those A and E's. Like ew. But but it was just <laughs> it was just another knockoff. Like what, the reason why you don't have never seen it, or you don't know if you saw it, or you don't remember hearing about it, is there was a glut. It came out of a time of a glut. Uh, nothing worse than a glut. You know what I'm saying? Nothing worse. Uh, like, a uh, bad name for a restaurant would be Pizza Glut, I'm thinking. Oh. Uh, Keith Hartel is here on Aerial View. Chris T on thehoundmyc.com until 7 p.m. The number, the live line into the studio here is uh, 760-I-CALL-AV, 760-422-5528. And, uh... This all takes us very far afield from the show, Why'd You Do It, at Pangea at 178 Second Avenue. But I'll try to rope it back in and say, uh, as always, um, Tammy Faye Starlight doing a killer job. I said to her last night after the show, you are a rock and roll animal. And, and, And I mean that in the best way, in that she has rock and roll in her heart. And I do think rock and roll is the saving grace of the United States and will be the thing that saves us again. It's saved us many times, but I think it has the power to save us again if we if we remember the power that it has. Because for me, the United States has exported many things, yes. but the export and uh, the distribution throughout the world of rock and roll is probably the best thing that the United States ever gave to the world. So it's a very rock and roll show. It involves somebody that I knew only peripherally, uh, Marianne Faithful. I yeah. knew of her through uh, some of the hits that came out in the 60s. And then later on, Broken English was uh, played on the radio a lot in 1979, 1980, mm. back when the radio still played things that you actually cared about. Now it's just job site radio. I heard a segue the other day that just was like so horrible and faulty that I, I turned to Sweet Tea and I said, that is the worst segue I think I've ever heard. Uh, and so that's what radio is now. It's just, you, if you're working on a job site, and I mean commercial radio, I'm not going to yeah. get into where non-commercial radio is, but Broken English was played on commercial radio. You know, it was uh-huh. it was a big radio hit. Marianne Faithful had a lot of hits as well, but this show explores the album that Broken English was on called Deeply, Why'd You Do yes. It? And uh, you play bass in the pro- in the show. Uh, Richard Ferdinand's on guitar. Barry Reynolds, who worked with Marianne Faithful on the album, they co-wrote the album. Co-wrote the album. On the album, plays a J one sixty, I believe, during the show. Looks like a beautiful old uh, Gibson. I was envying that guitar last night. Yes. Uh, and then Esther Ballant is on violin. You've seen her in, uh, you know, Stranger in Paradise. Paradise Stra- and, yeah, uh, Down by Law and was she Louis. In Down by Law? Louis. She was not uh, in Down by Law. No, she's in. She was. She's in a Jim. You know what she, Jim Jarmusch films, you know but not Down by Law. If you ever saw Steve Buscemi's Trees Lounge. I love Trees Lounge. She's Trees, Trees Lounge. Lounge. She's, she's married film. to the, the car wash right. owner yeah. that yells at him all the time. Yeah, yeah, That's her. Trees Lounge is an excellent film. And then she ever... was in Louie. Yeah. And ironically, she was in the episode where, because she played like a Louie, like love interest, mm-hmm. a romantic interest, but she didn't speak any English. Right. And, and then there's a scene where he kind of coerces her into the bedroom 
And it was a big scandal. That I mean, not a big scandal, but like you know, it was something like like Slate or Salon or something. Please. Was that seen on Louis last night? Rape? Yes. Oh my God, I missed that entirely. I'm well, glad it, you're it here to clue me into this that, shit. It doesn't have like rape like tension. It's just right. like when a guy's like, "No, don't leave now. Let's just." Yeah. And then she just was like, "All right, why don't you watch me masturbate?" But another. Yeah. Th- that was not depicted in the yeah. show. That was yeah, his yeah. dirty secret. Yeah. Yeah, that it came out. Secret. His dirty secret came out. Um, and who am I leaving out? There's also, uh, yeah, well, Dave you're on, Nagler. I Dave Nagler on the keyboards, yes, right? And yes. that's that's who I was leaving out. And then yes. there's uh, Tammy Faye, Starlight yeah, is, uh, Marion Faithful, and the show is at Pangea, which has excellent food. I have a feeling again that n- the last performance, which is next Thursday, is sold out. So this all may be, be- moot, but you know, I just want to say uh, it was a wonderful job by everybody involved. Always a good time. And and Tammy Faye was part of the show in 2016 mm. with uh, Nico Underground with that program. Oh, that, yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, so uh, I asked her last night, so who's next for you? Who do you think you might tackle next? Um, and she gave some answers. I, I'm not going to share them here because, you know. Did but she I, mention Klobuchar? Uh, she said she would love to portray <laughs> Klobuchar on she stage. She does Klobuchar would, in the house. She's that would unreal. Be, she has a, her Klobuchar fucking kills really yeah um, but i'm the only guy that I, i'm uh, like like that's the sampling you the get sampling. to see you're like you're uh, like uh, if i write something and i ask my wife to read it she's like the test audience no but yes. she does right she does klobuchar to just cheer me up oh just to make me laugh just that'll make me laugh. always like pull you out of a out of a blue mood you know what I i'll guess. do like like sometimes if i see klobuchar on tv and she's not in the room i'll i'll, I'll record the klobuchar rewind it and i'll just make her watch it <laughs> And then she'll just like say it back to me and like interpret it, and she's fucking great, Klobuchar. She um, it, it, it makes me like Klobuchar more. Remember, because yeah. you said this was in our personal conversation, and you're off the off mic. I believe we were talking about who should drop out. And you said Klobuchar. I was like, no, I want Klobuchar to stay in. Well, My wife doesn't often. I, impre- I awful, thought awful, Klobuchar. Awful, I, th- I thought good impression. I thought she made a case for herself in the last debate. She's a scrapper. She's a fighter. Um, the waver in her voice, the quaver in her voice is a little bit weird. Does Tammy get the waver, the quaver? Does she get the... Uh, it's like a Fargo you know, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> like, it, that's what it is. Tammy, it's like well, Tammy leans into the Fargo-ness. Oh, right. it's a, that Minneapolis, Minnesota, like it's a Minnesota voice. Yes, um, yes. And well, Tammy leans into, she makes it, It's a. it becomes a little bit more Marge Gunderson. Uh, listen, you have to heighten stuff when you're doing that because otherwise, you know, you it has to be a bit heightened, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I feel, um, and I, 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 I go on record as saying this, uh, I would love if they cast Rachel Dratch in that role on SNL, for instance. I thought she would make an excellent Clover show. Oh, well, I, I was getting heavy Rachel Dratchness from her at the last debates. SNL is having a horrible, like... <laughs> like, well, their way of depicting the candidates, like, like, like there's a lot... I. Let's just say I am generally pro Elizabeth Warren, right. but she's like a real weirdo. She's got that quavery voice mm-hmm. and this like intense like she she's she. There's something about her that's like very urgent but very right. vulnerable. But like yeah. uh, Kate McKinnon just plays her as like yeah I'm a winner oh I'm high energy like right. There's not like like there's so much funny stuff about her and and they don't do funny like they they try to make her seem a little cooler than she she's is. She's wide of the beam. You're thinking. Well, and Why also, it's kind of like it's a promotional impression. Okay, I'm you know I'm going corporate. I'm going corporate. Um, like like you know, they could have made Hillary seem like they could have went into the when they, the way she used to do Hillary. Like right. uh, like it's 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 very um, lenient. 
Well, because there's a lot wow. to be there's a lot to be done with it. We've gone very far uh, afield in the in the last 26 minutes. I'll say that, but let let me again try to come back around to the topic of the program and and yes. give out the phone number one more time seven six zero I call AV seven six zero. Four two two five five two eight is the number here, and uh, that number is in Palm Springs. My phone number is there, but I am not. I'm here with Keith Hartel and uh, Hell in a Handbasket, because I do believe that in many ways we are going to Hell in a Handbasket, but I hear myself saying that, and I know that somewhere in this house has been here for 100 years or more. Mm-hmm. 50 years ago, somebody was sitting in this room saying, you know what, we're going to Hell in a Handbasket. So... We there. I think the times shape us, but we also shape the times. And I don't mean the New York yes. Times by that. But uh, I, I feel like uh, we are at a very uh, precipitous moment in, in in American history because we've never had a leader like Donald Trump. And I say leader with air quotes around it because yeah. the only place he's going to lead us is is over a cliff. But I feel like um, this moment, especially. With more and more stuff coming out every day about how he was willing to um, to work the strings of power in 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 terms of his own personal gain and to uh, try to smear a a uh, potential opponent, um, it, 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 we haven't seen anything like this. Like I was reading about the impeachment today, right? And I was reading that even with Andrew Johnson we weren't like here where we are now this is exactly why apparently Ben Franklin during the Continental Congress in 1787 in Philadelphia cited uh, a case of this king from the 1500s in England and foreign influence how he sought foreign influence in the affairs of of his nation and why uh, the impeachment rule was put into place. Now, they couldn't impeach kings, mm. but they could impeach everybody underneath the king who was serving the king and sort of mute their power and sort of hit the off switch on their power until the king figured out, well, I could just overrule that because I'm the king. But Ben Franklin said, yeah, this is the thing that worries us, is a leader of this nation going to a foreign country and seeking there and basically selling us out to a foreign country and now a very credible case can be made that that's exactly what donald trump was doing when he tried to get zelensky to go on cnn he wanted him to go on cnn because he understood the power of the images if that guy got on cnn and said we're investigating hunter and joe biden how all he would have to do is smear him, just like he did with Hillary Clinton and the emails and the server and the whole thing, and it would be a very powerful case for people would start whispering, what did Joe Biden do? That, that's half the story, dude. Right. Half Tell the, me the rest of the story. The other side of the story is this, is that um, there was a woman named Alexandra Chalupa, and she was one of the people that was um, investigating Manafort before Manafort had any connection with Trump campaign. Now, also just in the world of like what was weird in Ukraine is at one point before Zelensky, when because, you know, we, we moved in there, we rolled in there in a time of turmoil and gave him billions of dollars. And that's that whole Joe Biden uh, conflict of interest business um, in a broad stroke. That's 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 the first thing I'm hanging in. And then they had they you. had this Chalupa. um Alexandra Chalupa. You make me hungry. And, 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 <laughs> see Chalupa. But they're they're watching. They were watching Barisma. Barisma was being investigated, and I'm not even going into whether that investigator was intimidated because he was or fired because of Hunter Biden. 
The guy, though, does still say that that was the reason, but that's not even the point. The point is, there is one definite confirmed. There were two people that were um, arrested and sent to jail for interfering in our elections. One of them was working for Hillary Clinton. Hmm. That's a matter of record from Politico, like ran it in 2017. Now it's it's been uncovered, but they have tapes of this guy. And, he, and, and, and the conversations are very matter of fact. He's like, no, I was trying to help Hillary. And he just goes like... No, it was it was it was going fine, and then at the last minute, the FBI dropped dropped this thing. So so Trump was able to squeak out a victory, and, he, and then he just goes like, I, "I don't know why he's fucking with the FBI. Like they gave him the election." But the thing is, is that as soon as you get into what the Democrats were doing over there, just looking into people's shit, and the fact that they there was a lot of or maybe all of the oppo research that led to the Pfizer warrant of Trump mm. was connected to foreign agents from foreign countries investigating a guy. The whole shock of what Trump did, it is no longer shocking. It is no, it is not, it is, it is, we are told by the TV like, oh, new. No. <laughs> it's mm. like, you know what Dave Chappelle, mm. it's like Dave Chappelle said in his uh, special when like he was doing crowd work and some Guy in the audience was like, that'll give us four more years of Trump. And then Dave Chappelle just goes, Trump is not the hokey pokey. Mm. Trump is not what it's all about. And the idea that, like, we're being told, like, uh, 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 it has to be Biden or else or else it would be Trump. Oh, my God. I don't want Joe Biden, by the way. I, I don't want him to be the nominee. But, I, you know, but I still. But they have to make Trump an extreme monster to even sell you the idea of back to normal Joe Biden is like I, let's I play it think, safe. I don't see I don't think Donald Trump is an extreme monster. I think he's a grifter and a con man and he's only out for himself. Yes. And he'll blunder us into God knows what. I what, think what a making, war that goes on forever. Uh, no. The Bush family did so much more destruction. G H W Yeah, but Bush this isn't did, about what about ism. I, I don't you what know, about what about ism? It, yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah. it's I'm unprecedented? Not, it's totally fucking precedented. The pardoning no, of Scooter I, no, Libby. I, I disagree. The I, pardoning of Scooter Libby made it Scooter Libby made it so that George H. W. Bush could never be testified against for his own criminal, like illegal wars that he supervised outside of the country. That may be. It I is. still hold. That but may be. That's but I worse still... than things Trump has done that we know about so far. Well it it's it's not. I, I, I could make a fairly good case that among other things, look, I, I Donald Trump deregulating everything is is fairly horrible for the for the climate, for Agreed. the environment. Agreed. Right. It's it's not helping that he wants to lower Admission standards. It's not helping that he won't get on board with uh, switching over to uh, renewable fuels, you know, and renewable sources of energy. That's not helping. That's it's true. not helping that he's giving a massive tax cut to the people who need it the least and saying that it's going to be paid for and it's not going to be paid you're for. You're describing a Republican dream president. Right. The he's the wet Republican dream of, of the GOP. That's but it's why normal. That's See, their, that explains their fealty to him. So I'm not saying. That anything that he has done is, um, you know, maybe I am. I'm saying yes. <laughs> into, it is worse than things that other presidents have done because now we we know that he was running just like, and I hate to say this, I, I you know maybe by bringing up Adolf Hitler. I've already lost the conversation. Yes, no, you have. You I have. have. And I'm disinterested but, in anything but, that goes in that direction. But, but the thing that Adolf Hitler did, according to uh, to the, the last uh, biography of him that came out that covered him from his birth to 1933, mm -hmm. uh, I forget the name, uh, Lars Ulrich or whatever the guy's name was, 
uh, the German author who wrote about Hitler, he said that what Hitler liked to do Lars Ulrich. No, he's, he, he drums for Metallica, <laughs> doesn't he? Um, uh, I don't remember the name of the author. It, it was Ulrich something. It was Kurt Volker. I forget yes. his name. Uh, but one of the things he pointed out about Hitler was that Hitler liked to run two teams of everybody. And he turned those teams essentially into like rivals almost. So he was always running two operations at once. He had two state departments. He had two of everything. And one didn't know what the other one was doing. And Trump was sort of doing the same thing. Yeah, but he that, was, you're describing the CIA. You're describing the duopoly. Like, in other words, that the, that that two teams, get like controlled opposition, that shit, that goes all the way to the people, the owners, the people that, that, that donate billions of dollars to both parties. That's who. That's who's doing that game, like uh, the Invisibles, the behind the scenes. Right, but he was I, people who I, own I, I, the I, world. Listen, I would love to sign off on your whole. This is nothing we haven't seen before. Argument, and everybody does it. If that's what you're saying, yeah. I disagree vehemently. I don't think everybody does. It. I think the GOP, and I'll hear. I'll even separate my comments from Donald Trump. The GOP, GOP is a different animal altogether. As political parties go. The GOP doesn't recognize any guardrails. They don't recognize any any lane markings. They don't care about any any quote unquote norms. They they do whatever they need to do to stay in power. They're really good at that. Mm-hmm. And I think that if anything, my argument would be that Democrats need to take the gloves off and fight as dirty or more so than the GOP. And if you're oh, telling yeah. me that they're working up Oppo research in wherever they are, I'm like, good. In, that's, in that's what they, that's probably what they should be doing. Which because is the GOP what, but is that's doing. That's what's it. supposed to be the thing. Why Trump? That's supposed to be the worst thing Trump ever did. You you followed the no, lynching I, scandal. Yes, what it was yesterday. So Trump says lynching, and then everyone says, "Oh my God, how could anyone say that? You're not a human being." Then you find out, oh, Biden said it in '98 about the Clinton impeachment. Then it's like, no, five other people said it about the impeachment. Then it's like, oh no, CNN ran a headline no, in listen, 2015 you using are lynching. Talking about the Twitterverse, you're talking. Yeah, if people also, are taking, no, that goes on the news though. They took that shit is all on the news. I feel like that's silly and will only work against us because but that is the use of the language. And that if you're now telling me that in 2019. That no one could use the word lynching, right? Right. Um, if it doesn't apply to someone who actually got lynched, I I have a real problem with that. And that's, that means that's that like, you have a problem with everyone I, that commented from the Democratic Party before 6 p.m. Uh, well, yesterday. Well, I, I think that they're being silly. I they think were being silly. silly. And they I were th- being silly. And, and, and I can't go... So, like... Uh, uh, then we just found an, an area of an of, of a great. But also keep in did. mind that day that was the thing that made Trump a monster, and it was bullshit because oh, no one was bothered. On. Trump no, that, is a monster because he is, um, as I as I pointed out earlier, the things that he's doing, packing the see, uh, federal court. No, that's when you name yep. normal Republican stuff, but that's not what people freak out about. They freak out about personality irregularities, like and that's, no, I'm not that easily distracted. I mean, I'm not talking about you. I I'm talking like, about the story. As it's 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 like the way it's it's and discussed. I, again I think it's counterproductive. I think if I anything you you're on firm footing. Uh, if as a Democrat, especially as a nominee, you're staying with the subjects that worked well in the midterms and talking to people yeah. about their health care and pocketbook issues and whether or not yeah. he's actually done anything to uh, make your job any better, to make your life any better, to make yep. anything any better. Um, and I I also feel like the fatigue factor is a very strong argument too because listen, it, it's just too much turmoil at yeah. this point. There is so much turmoil coming out of the White House, and every time he tweets, it sends people off. 
that I would I would argue for a return to even the regular corrupt GOP uh, shit that George Bush went on because no I think that's the I think that's the exact wrong okay thought. because you're, if you think that that's why you're depressed <laughs> because and if I don't think that that's why I can be like have a, a uh, like a hope okay because it's like no it's been exposed. It's been exposed as and a that's lie. Why, and that that's why they hate him. Like that's yeah. why the you know the never Trump Republicans. But because whenever you go to like okay, here's what's really wrong with him. You just name like the the Republicans' ideal perfect person. But what people talk about, what makes him a monster, is this stuff that's normal that everyone or or abnormal behavior says stuff wrong, doesn't act right, doesn't take the advice from the right people, I think disagrees with the CIA. He is a short fingered vulgarian, as Spy as Magazine described him. Yes, labeled him in the nineties, very many years ago. He never got past uh, it. Let's say let's just talk about the upside down update for a minute because there is news. In the impeachment inquiry, um, a judge has ruled that it is legal. I didn't know it was illegal. Uh, the finding came in an order directing the Justice Department to hand over secret grand jury evidence from the Mueller investigation to House impeachment investigators. How do you feel about the impeachment, Keith Ortel, and how it's going? Oh, I... I the impeachment I, I, inquiry. I think it's... This is going to be... Um, is comma tragic. Comma tragic. Comma tragic. <laughs> and... Um, so yes, that's, um, it, how it's going so far, but where I see it going also. Well, uh, how it's going so far it, the other day, uh, it might've been yesterday, yeah. a group of, uh, GOP house members rushed the, uh, secure facility and, uh, brought in their cell phones, which they're not supposed to do. And then they ordered pizza and they sat around and then the Sergeant yeah. at arms asked him to get the hell out. Yeah, and yeah, a little known yeah. to a lot of the people who consume uh, various news sources that aren't telling them the complete story, Republicans and Democrats are in those hearings, those impeachment inquiry mm -hmm. hearings. They are there uh, to gather information and to not uh, share information amongst witnesses so they can coordinate their stories. Mm -hmm. That's why they're doing it this way, why they're having the hearings mm -hmm. in private this way. But it's not that Republicans are not welcome to those hearings and haven't been invited to those hearings. As a matter of fact, some of the very same people who stormed the meetings were people who were had permission to be in those meetings. Yes. They just decided to make a viral moment. Theatrical. And they did. It was very theatrical. But um, do you think... Uh, w here's the general consensus on how this is going to go. Uh -huh. the, the House will impeach the president. Uh -huh. Maybe even by Christmas. Mm -hmm. And then the Senate... Mitch McConnell will fast track the whole t uh, Senate side of the thing, and they will. Uh, you won't find 20 members of the GOP to cross the aisle and say, You're right, he's the worst thing since uh, who was the last worst thing? It can't be William Jefferson Clinton, because William Jefferson Clinton, you know, the, the shit that went on with him, uh, would you say that was like of a personal nature and didn't really have an impact on? the course of uh, the nation or uh, geopolitical matters or anything to do with the economy? I mean, where would you put his offense? I would put it here is that what the white white water was what the investigation was about. Mm -hmm. White water, as I understand it, is as shady as they were not able to prove legally that it was. Didn't happen while he was president, but still, Whitewater, I, I believe that was a real thing they were not cleared of. But they found, but what they found 
was they found the golden semen and they went with that. And that is the equivalent of that's what's going on with Trump. Like they'll, they went from Russia. Like they don't even want to talk about Russia shit anymore. It's now it's all Ukraine. No, they're still talking about Russia because apparently it's, it's not just supposed to be today, in the impeachment. Well, this finding that came down that I just mentioned talked uh, about uh, how the Justice Department is being told to hand over uh, grand jury evidence from the Mueller investigation. So Russia is still a part of this. Ukraine is still a part of this. Obviously, it's well, Ukraine is the primary focus. It's all it's Ukraine. Ukraine. Um, but the other thing that happened is now apparently uh, William, uh, not William Barr, Bob Barr has mm. directed his Justice Department. He's the head of the Justice Department. He's mm. Attorney General right. of the United States to investigate itself. This has yes. never happened before. So when you when you talk about things that are not quote unquote normal and have never happened before, you've never had the Justice Department investigating itself. How is that supposed to work? Well, it, it, it's the if I understand correctly. Is this the Justice Department um, investigating specifically the beginnings of the Russia investigation? Yes. I don't know how it's supposed to work, but that's a legitimate thing to investigate because the the ground that that started on is fucking shady. For real. Hmm. It involved a Maltese national. It was out, proud well, of that. Well, right right off the bat, I, my Maltese it's going background. into other countries. Right. There's obvious signs Professor of a setup. Professor yeah, and which has got to be an yeah. acronym for something. There, there ain't there was shit that was not right with the way it started, and you know, um, so it's a lit, you could investigate it, and um, and that's that's where the impeachment's going to become funny because right now you never hear what they're going to come back with because if you watch anyone trying to defend Trump's side on television, they cut him off as, as soon as they say Ukraine and Democrats, they are shouted down and the TV goes off. Like Chuck Todd did it to a guy, The View did it to Duke Gingrich the other day. Like they don't, it's not, it's not that they'll listen to it and rebut it. They don't want to let them talk about it. Why do you think that is? Because it's going to muddy the waters and it's going to turn but it into a, you cannot be hysterical that someone went to a foreign power to get oppo research. And not even foreign power, someone who is foreign to get oppo research on a, a candidate because it'll turn out the Democrats were all up in that. And we didn't care. Right, we didn't but, know. But, we didn't care. But, but, but <laughs> this is still different because, uh, the, the again, getting on the phone with the, the newly elected president, the guy who played the president of Ukraine in mm. a TV comedy there mm. for yes. many years and then somehow much like Trump himself jumped from the TV set to the leadership of a of a democratically leaning nation mm. they're trying to anyway if it wasn't for Vladimir Putin and uh, to say, to lean on this guy and say you got to go on CNN well not just start an investigation because if you just start an investigation that doesn't serve my purposes you need to go on cnn and say that you have started an investigation or otherwise we don't give you the 400 million you need to keep vladimir putin off your ass okay off the top of my head um when brexit first was uh the stir first stirrings of brexit obama went to england appeared on television he said well we think you should decide one way and if you go the other way i don't know if our relationship will be the same and that was Obama did it in the public. It was slightly controversial, but we were that? not told to feel strongly about it. How is that the same? Because he's leaning same. into, he's telling England, decide this way or we're going to fuck you. Obama said that, but he not in those exact words, but it was the same. Like he wanted something 
Right. And he made it known, and it was threatening the way he did it. He didn't ask the British to intervene in his, in yes, his he did. upcoming election. No, but, no, he no, but he, he was just... ask for their help in, th- in influencing an election. Which I mean, wasn't the thing that he was doing at the time. But also, yeah. but Hillary w- did ask the Ukraine to help influence the election, so that happened too. She asked the leaders of Ukraine, like the government of Ukraine, well, to help intervene it's on her not behalf? known that anyone ever asked any leaders of anything to... What, if, unless no, you're counting his peace stuff? Zelensky. He, he he made it clear to Zelensky that I need oh a favor. that thing about Biden that's yes. that's that's yeah that's a little fucked up but there's that's even a, a little, there's even a just way a little yeah it, it is no but it, it's yeah you, know, you can't defend it but um, <laughs> the way that it's being spun is that phone call started about the Russia investigation that they don't want us to think about and then after the whole beginning of like I want to get into this what was going on in this investigation that got stopped when there was there was a whole like when. When, when the leadership shifted, like, there was a point where all of the Burisma investigation had, like, okay, we're closing the door on all this. Yes. New president. So Trump really wanted Russia-related things first. And then he's like, that's why he's kind of like, oh, yeah, and, or as you put it, oh, oh, but we want a favor. But, yes. like, like the, Biden was, I mean, it doesn't make it right or it's not a defense of it, but the investigation of the investigation, that was his main thing he was emphasizing in the beginning of it. Which, if they didn't want people to not think about it, they would have put that in the phone call, too. I mean, you know, the way in the reporting, because it's just as asking shit about from another country, asking another country about shit from another country about your country. It's it's uh, I'm trying to figure out your approach to this entire topic. Is your approach to this entire topic sort of everybody does it and he's no different and there's really no reason for concern and it's kind of hilarious how everybody is all uh, up in arms about this guy no my, or is your approach like uh, go ahead what everyone is- fucking never gave a shit about this shit except for what you call conspiracy theorists <laughs> until 2016 and this shit, so you're like, upset that we're all johnny come lately's wait yes, a minute yes yes everyone's Ooh, a johnny come lately everyone's and, a johnny come lately. and the thing i was is, in the punk rock before you were in just the punk rock. Be, no but but the thing is already know it was happening and then don't flip out when some guy acts the wrong way while he's doing it. Listen, I agree with you that essentially the shit that outrages people about him is not the important shit. No. The important shit is what's going on, uh, you know, with the real mechanism of government and what and, and the way, among other things, he's making our allies nervous because now they're like, oh, well, how can we trust this guy? Can we trust? We can't rely on anything. And. Uh, you, if you want to talk about capitalism and Wall Street, what they want is consistency. They want reliability. They don't want any goddamn surprises. They don't want this turmoil. And I think nobody wants this turmoil. I'm amazed that there are approximately 35 to 40 million Americans who love this turmoil, who think it's, like, great, and feel like as long as they're putting the thumb in the eye of the perceived elites or libtards or whoever they think is lording it over them somehow then that it's a win for them even if their communities are succumbing to yeah. god knows what that's been you know the grease on the skids came directly from donald j trump so you know i i to me he is different he's uh well, he's, more, different. he's more of a threat to what you might think of as america than no. other people have been. You don't think so? You really? Know, you know what? Get a load of get a load of what happened to Edward fucking Snowden. You know, like, you, like you want that you want the real shit. Oh wait, do we wait. disagree about him? No, I don't know. No, because, I don't know. I just said but, that. But I don't know was, what you say. I don't even was, know what I think about him. He was the real whistleblower. Okay. And Obama ran on a platform of like we want to make it more Susan accessible Rice doesn't for like him. I know that because she's 
Oh, I was going to call her a cunt, but I decided that would be taken the wrong way. But, um, you know, but it's it's but Edward Snowden. Like this is what happens when someone says, "Oh, your 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 constitutional rights are being violated." And Edward Snowden was the insider, multi generational, deep state motherfucker, um, for real. And he and just what happened to him? He can't come back to the country because he told us what. And and Obama, the thing that he said he was going to make easier, he made worse. Mm-hmm. And that is why I don't give a fuck about like. I mean, I uh, Donald Trump. Everyone's hysterical. It's like, no, look what they do to a guy like Edward Snowden. Like that's not Trump. Didn't do that shit to that guy. And what was that guy doing that he's being treated like this? So that's that's the thing to be outraged about in my world. I'm okay. So my outrage is maybe misplaced. But in the seven minutes we have left, then what? What what do we do? Do we all calm down? Are we all yeah? We all calm down. Oh, calm the fuck down! Everybody calm down. It's better for everyone. Everyone will be. Everyone will feel better. You could still have the same thoughts. I shouldn't every day over dinner turn to my wife and go, "Do you believe what this fuck fucking douchebag did today? Do you believe this?" Well, it depends words, on you know if it's part of your day, then you, and you have a good it, rhythm with it. It is you, kind you of part just, of our you know, part of our day. At this yeah, point. you know, you just do do. You gotta live how you want to live, but uh, yeah. But the, the 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 whole like this is the worst because it ever angers happened. up my blood. The, yeah, Keith, I'll be honest with you. I I don't think it's the worst thing that's ever happened. I do think like uh, the Civil War, just off the top of my head, was pretty bad. Uh, World War Two was pretty bad. I think that. I, I mean, in terms of presidents, let's see the worst president. I remember coming of age. My first year I could vote was 1980, the mm-hmm. year Ronald Reagan ran. Yeah, and uh, Ronald Reagan launched a uh, thousand punk bands all over the United States. Oh yeah, well uh, that's one of my favorite things to say about Trump is that Trump has turned every all of a like half what blue state America. Every single person is like like a fucking 15 year old who hates Reagan, which I was right in 1984. I was too, and yeah. that's a good age to be like that. By yeah. the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but a good age to be like that. Keith's saying, <laughs> let me interpret. Then Keith, Keith is saying, if I may interpret, but then you have to grow the fuck up. See, is what he's, he's yeah, think about all kinds of uh, things. Well, <laughs> I, listen, I do try to go about my daily life in <laughs> yeah. the midst of all this bullshit, and it's, and you it's, get through it. It keeps on. I, I, I get through it. I still it. find a way to enjoy myself. Yeah. I still. Uh, this is not, you know. Uh, I I do, I do think that some course correction is called for, and I think it's yes. possible. Oh yes, and so uh, I look forward to that because I uh, just the way Donald Trump expresses himself doesn't sit very well with that's me. the thing that yeah, bothers yeah. the whole world yeah that is his every sin it's the visceral feelings like it's not yes. the, that's that's why he makes feelings. everyone's crazy is it what you just said yeah and all it's, right and it's you know it's not worth it let me see what else we had on the uh list for tonight uh this the show doesn't often have an agenda but then sometimes it does but aerial view Tonight in the, uh, oh, f- fuck it, because we have four minutes left. It may not even be worth it at mm. this point. Halloween. I just want to ask you about Halloween real fast, because uh, uh, Halloween around here is like a, a nightmare. It is It is literally, I uh, I bought 800 combined pieces of candy at the Target store the other day. Uh, I, 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 I'm pretty sure I'll go through all 800. I think there will be at least, if it doesn't rain and the weather isn't shitty, mm. there will be like 800 people coming by here. And at this point, I, I no longer enjoy it because, you know, it's it's not the little kids so much. The little kids are still cool in their little outfits, little costumes. They get I know the up people you have like a problem Arthur with. Fleck. It's the teenagers, <laughs> the sullen teenagers who no don't costume. can't be bothered. And no costume. Yeah, no costume. And they, they're dicks about it. They turn their backpack around and they wear it on the front. 
And it goes and, to show you, you that know, the, the, the whole like fucking entitlement trip, that didn't start like recently because that that's all t- like the hostile, uncostumed teenager. Right. Come into your house for his fucking share of your candy. Yeah. With and no, they're kind no of cheer. laughing at you because they think you're a goddamn square and they just want they just want the chocolate. They they're like, like, fuck you. I just want the chocolate. You know what it's like? They're, they're, they're like um, they're like the homelesses. Eh, I, you know, I, they don't come trick or treating here. The kids do. I, you know, the kids. There's a lot of goddamn kids. Well, see, the homelesses are just like real life, uncostumed teenage trick or treaters. Yeah, but at uh, random true. places, and um, <laughs> you know, I was at the uh, when I was at the Torget today. I noticed uh, there's a lot more Halloween shit for sale now. Apparently, Halloween is second only to uh, Christmas. For oh, the amount of shit that people buy, the amount of money sense. they spend. It totally makes sense. And um, I find it horrifying only because, uh, among other things, in the uh, hide and eek section, mm. which is the clever name for it at Target, uh, you can buy everything up to and including a DJ mm. standing behind like a faux uh, set of turntables and saying really stupid things. And uh, I, I, I did a quick recording of it. Let's see if I can access it now. You can kind of hear what the hell I'm talking about. I think this is it. So this is from the Hide and Eek bouquet. Uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, let's see. That's the, that's your fake DJ. I mean, wouldn't the obvious one to have been go, to go with Wolfman Jack? Although no one knows who the fuck that is anymore, right? Uh, I, I do. Yeah. I, I, uh, I do. <laughs> Wolfman Jack is a natural follower. They yeah. could have made this thing with like Wolfman Jack is yeah. my. Hey, baby, I'm gonna play some records for you now. He was apparently a huge pothead. Wolfman oh, Jack. I've yeah. no, no not, doubt. Not surprised. Uh, wow, we are so out of goddamn road. Well, that's. I, d- let me make one more point about Halloween. Okay. Uh, I wish it would go back. To uh, the more uh, simple Halloween that I remember as a child, when we weren't like all going out spending hundreds upon hundreds of dollars on shit that's going to end up in a dumpster, like a future landfill, as we call it around here. Uh, but that's just me. I, I prefer when you you know bought a dozen eggs and threw them at somebody first. That was a cheap way to yeah, have a good you Halloween. You think there's too much consumerism now yes. these, these days? Yes, it's the same thing. With hol- with uh, Christmas that we complained about for years, and next thing so, you know, yeah. like within like a week and a half, we're gonna be like, "Why Christmas already?" Uh, yeah. Well, I already saw Christmas shit at a store, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, Keith Hartel, thank you for being here again. How can people find you if they want to? If they want to say hello, do a little chin waggle. I what think I, they do. I am uh, I'm Keith Hartel on uh, the Twitter. I'm the Keith Hartel on the Facebook. And uh, also on my Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com slash call aerial view. I promise, Keith, the Who version of Hall of the Mountain King from the Who sell out as we go out here. Pretty amazing piece of music. And again, uh, stay right here. More vintage hound shows. And then Sunday, a new hound howl at 3 p.m., followed by Crash in the Party, Mark and Miriam, the doo-wop chop shop of the air. <laughs>